Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denae Poth. I'm a Spanish and STEAM teacher, also consultant and author. And I have been doing this podcast that I started since last September. So welcome to season two, episode number three. Uh, if you're just joining in for the first time, thank you. And if you have been listening, I thank you also for staying and checking in. Uh, some of the episodes I did last year, I think I had around 50, a lot of different topics, things like social emotional learning, project-based learning, artificial intelligence, augmented virtual reality, reflecting, working through remote learning and teaching or pandemic teaching, self-care, which is still something that I am working on. Also looking at some ideas for becoming more connected and the importance of having a PLN and many other ideas along the way. So for season two so far, again, like I said last season, not uh, always sure what I will talk about. I know so far I've shared my show that I have on learningrevolution.com that is called Thrive in EDU, and mostly it is on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Every week I have a different guest or guests, and we talk about anything related to education. So I've had some of my good friends on. We've talked about digital citizenship, gamifying professional development. We've also talked about artificial intelligence, social-emotional learning, and even more recently looking at back-to-school tips, also innovating, and more importantly, looking at our own mental health and wellness, and how we as educators can mentally prepare for heading back to our classrooms. And so if you are interested, please go to the Learning Revolution site and look up my show, which is the Thrive in EDU, and you will see any upcoming episodes, but also all of the recordings are available. And so uh, the different guests that I've had, very thankful for them taking the time to talk with me. And I have guests lined up throughout the rest of uh, July and August here and looking forward to September. So for today's episode, what I was thinking about coincidentally was the power of reflection. And I've been in a couple of different Twitter chats over the past couple of weeks and joined in many of the learning events that have been happening online there have just been tremendous opportunities, most which have been free or for very little cost to educators. And it, it, it's just amazing how much has been offered for us to make connections, to learn new ideas, to feel supported as we move forward to whatever this school year might bring. And I think such an important piece of that is reflecting and not just for us, but also helping our students find ways to reflect on their own work and growth, especially when we look at social emotional learning and helping our students to develop their self-awareness and build their skills in those areas where they can track their progress and their growth and deal with stress and manage emotions. And all of these things are so important. And so as we plan forward, reflecting on what we've done, the experiences that we've had, challenges that we face and all of that really will help us to grow. And I know as I and many educators and schools continue to work through the experience that we've had from school closures this past academic year, and as we prepare for the unknown of this upcoming school year, which as you're listening to this, you may well already be in that school year. So it's not upcoming for you. 
But we've been all spending time this summer looking for new ideas and different tools and anything that can help us transition from our physical space into the online space. And so how do we do that? And one thing that I have definitely tried to do more of and will continue to bring into my classroom is project-based learning. And I just believe that it can work so well during this time, regardless of where we're actually learning, because that learning space itself does not matter. And so it makes it easier to transition. And if you are new to PBL, I recommend that you check out the PBL works that comes from the Buck Institute for Education and how it defines PBL as being a teaching method where students learn by actively engaging in real world and meaningful, actually personally meaningful projects. And so it makes it a good idea because it's an iterative process and of course it requires that important piece of reflection. And as we know, reflection helps us, but also helps our students to go beyond just looking at the end product of learning or looking at the grade. And instead they focus on the process and the growth that they have seen in themselves or that they've been made aware of in themselves because of the feedback that we as teachers give them or that our, that their classmates give them. So we definitely want students to think about what they're studying, being able to self-assess throughout that experience and share their learning and set new goals and share with their classmates or even a larger public audience as what we want for project-based learning. So of course, as they kind of work through this, a big piece of it is reflection and giving students multiple ways and giving ourselves multiple ways where we can reflect on the work that we're doing by offering different options that not only meet their interests and their needs, but they also help them to build some confidence in a space that's comfortable for them for learning. And now thinking about, are we in our classroom space? Are we in the virtual space? We can still use digital tools either way. It's nice to be together in that same physical space to have those conversations and to just kind of think out loud with people. But if we're not in that same physical space, what do we do? And I know if we're having class meetings using Teams or Zoom or some other type of tra I almost said transportation, <laughs> communication or digital tool, but transportation would work too. But whatever we use, just giving different ways for students to kind of connect and to be able to hear each other and see each other and think through the process together. So a couple of options. Now imagine if we're in our classroom blogging is a great idea. Just jotting down thoughts and ideas and writing them in a space that they can go back to. And of course, years ago, I had students use their notebook and we did blogging every single day. Uh, but beyond that, looking at some of the digital tools and options that are out there. So depending on the grade level, things like Seesaw works. I know a lot of teachers use Seesaw in their classrooms, so that is a good option. I have used KidBlog with my students. It integrates with Google Drive, and there are a lot of other features that you can add to it. EduBlogs is another one that even helps students to become more globally connected. But even using things like documents and things shared within Microsoft Teams or Google Classroom lets you share and exchange ideas and feedback and track that growth over time. So one good way is blogging. Video reflections for some students, sometimes just talking it out, 
and not necessarily in front of classmates, but having a space where maybe they can record a short video reflection. I had a student who did this and she actually just used her phone and saved them for later in case she wanted to go back and just review her thoughts along the way. And what she ended up doing actually was posting some of those videos on a Padlet to share with the, the class and with me because she wanted to show all of what she was thinking, how she changed her mind, the different goals that she set along that whole process. But of course, there are digital tools that we can use. We can use Flipgrid. There are other platforms and tools we can use, such as Buncee, which is a great space for creating, uh, using for PBL, because my students have made their presentations and they've added in a lot of different links. They've recorded video within it. They've used audio in it to share and think about what they're learning or just to talk it through. And also using a tool like say Screencastify would be another good option. And again, these are things that we can use as teachers as well, or as administrators, whatever our role is, just having a space where we can process our thoughts to reflect on the day, reflect on a method or something we tried in class and experience, whatever it is that we need. And then of course there are some discussion spaces. Again, if we're in our physical classroom, this could come in the form of using, say, post-it notes that are placed if, say, a student had some ideas that they posted on a paper and then wanted some feedback or moved around just to give some ideas and then took the feedback to kind of use as a point of reflecting on their work. But also leveraging some different digital spaces, like I mentioned, Padlet, there are Trello boards, and then even something like, say, Synth, which is for podcasting, but it enables students or you to record just audio or with video and have students respond to threads or even have each student create their own thread as they work through the process. So clearly, there are a lot of ways out there that we can not only encourage our students to reflect on their learning, but we can use these ourselves. And for some students, that means really just giving them paper to write down some ideas. But the important thing is helping them to, to involve themselves in that reflective process. But we also need to help them build some of these essential skills, such as collaboration and critical thinking, problem solving, creativity, and I could keep going. So knowing that they need to build some of those skills that also tie into having some skills in the area of technology and technology use, especially now as we're finding ourselves making that shift from the traditional brick and mortar, as we call it, to the, we might be in class, it might be hybrid, it might be fully distanced. Any of these options, the video, the blogging, those discussion spaces or boards would work for not just PBL, but for anything. And the nice thing is you can use those same tools and options for many other things to extend the learning experiences for students uh, that open up a lot more beyond our physical classroom space. So that's what was on my mind today as I was reflecting on some of the learning that I have been involved in over the past couple of weeks and also trying to chart my own path here with a lot of projects and commitments that I have for myself and I'm trying to really think through what I'm doing what was working, what has not been working, and make plans moving forward. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I will catch you in the next episode. But before then, be sure to go to learningrevolution.com 
and sign up to join my Thriving EDU group. And I hope you join in the live shows that happen on Wednesdays or check out the recordings. And hey, if you want to come on and be a guest on my show or podcast, let me know. Have a great day. 